Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Nathan, welcome back. It's good you, to be here. You've been out. And I you've know. not been feeling well. We've been a year and a half through this whole COVID nightmare, and right at the tail end, I get this. You're thing. the last, yeah. last one in. Right, right. Okay, so are, do you, are you going to tell me? Are, do you are you immune? Do you have to get a shot? What are you? What's well, your, do so you have suppose, a view on that that you want to share with us? Well, I'm not sure about uh, everything. I, I I probably don't need the shot now. No, I have you don't. antibodies and stuff. But yeah. uh, what was so weird about this is I knew I was sick. When it felt like someone had reached into my skull and was pushing on the back of my eyeballs. Oh yeah. Oh Real, my goodness. I remember that too. I yeah. I the the headaches and the body aches that was too. But the worst thing for me, I still this so I don't know how long, several months. I right. still can't. My taste and smell is still not back. Oh, that's 100%. the worst. Yeah. Did you lose your taste and smell? Well, we celebrated our uh, wedding anniversary, our 18th wedding anniversary, Christy and I. Um, and I went. I, I was able to order to go and had had it uh, where we could pick it up and everything um a steak from a steakhouse i won't say which one and um until they start sponsoring us yeah right exactly <laughs> well the problem is i tasted the steak and steak and because of the flavor profile um you can taste certain things like i can oh, taste yeah. salty yes i can taste sweet yep but what that means is that a steak turns out to be kind of a burnt, salty dish rag. It was the worst, man. No, I, I have done the same thing. We went, actually, when we went to Nashville, our daughter uh -huh. moved to Nashville. We moved her out there and blah, blah, blah. But lots of great restaurants. Yeah. And seriously, they, the, I couldn't taste most, most of it. Yeah. Now, I can taste, at the moment, I can taste what you're saying. I can, mm -hmm. I, my palate, I think it's coming back a little bit. But what I tell people, it's like as soon as you get finished eating... Then if you would stick a, a nasty penny in your mouth, yeah. that taste. I, Not that I've done that. <laughs> that is worrisome, Galen. Well, so someone said this copper taste, and I thought, yeah. And I thought, yeah, it, it's like someone, if, if you would eat or drink any coffee or anything, and then put a penny in your mouth afterwards, and that aftertaste, yeah. that's what sticks with you. I've been trying to describe that because it, yeah. it tastes kind of like just dead. Everything's... Yeah. And, but that's a good point, you know, like a copper pit. Not that I also have uh, stuck a copper pit in my mouth Probably <laughs> years ago, who knows what. But, um, but also the things like lilacs and like uh, honeysuckle. We walked by right. some honeysuckle and, and Mary Kay's, oh, this is so, smells so great. And I was like, oh, I can't even smell that. I know. Or, or, or the evergreens, you know, we were walking yeah. through. And it's like, man, that's so I, uh, fresh evergreen smell. And I was yeah. like, man, I, I can't smell those. Those wonderful springtime, summertime. I, I burn a candle in my office. It's just a thing I do. And normally, I like the smell of it. <laughs> the okay, don't judge me, all right? <laughs> I would have said, so go ahead. It's called manly indulgence. Nice. Oh, anyway. That's uh, the way you disguise that. Yeah, huh? I know, okay, I know. Right. It is, it's great. Uh, anyway, but the thing is, unless I get my nose right up to the candle, Can I can't you smell, smell it? anything. Yeah. And it's funny. There's certain things, like uh, there's this one, like a butterscotch smell or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because I did, I smelled this candle and it had a butterscotch kind of a smell. And I was like, I can actually smell this. Or maybe right. it's vanilla, something, but it doesn't yeah. matter. But anyway, that's 
the difficult part. It's like right. I know I've had it because we I isolated. I thought I was going to go nuts. I don't yeah. do well in isolation. Yeah, but uh, sat there and just sat behind my computer and uh, did did some work. I took a college class. I was, at least I was isolated enough where. But I oh, via Zoom yeah, you can well, do some good. of those. That's good. But uh, anyway, it's exciting. Well, so so some time passed. We weren't yeah. able to kind of wrap. Some, remember the last time right. we talked. It was kind of an, I don't know if it was an emergency, but it was like, hey, we need to get this word out by Friday. And so right. we had this uh, podcast about the Title IX that was coming before the uh, the uh, school board. Right. And so we thought, hey, this is something that I think people need to know. Right. It seems like it's, it's loaded with some things that uh, I think it's going to impact our kids long term, right. changing some policies, whatnot. And how did how did that go? Let's let's put a bow on that one. Okay. Well, their their lawyer assured them of two things. Uh, number one, them the school board. The school board. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, number one, basically, because of some changes in the federal government, that you had to do this thing. Okay. Um. There and and uh, that actually, uh, as I have done some research since, there are a number of lawyers out there. By the way, I've noticed this about lawyers. You can find a lawyer, I'm sure, to tell you that Moon is made of cheese. Is you can right? find someone to say almost anything about any subject wow. at some point. Oh. By the way, also with college professors too. So anyway, <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. In this case, though, they did they made the case that the federal government was going to insist that these changes take place. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of debate on that. But uh, anyway, the school board wound up, of course, going with a lawyer's recommendation. And uh, that is problematic. Umani- unanimous. Uh, yes. As far as you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the the only thing I mean I'm not gonna I'm not dissing school board guys. I know they have a, a tough job. Maybe right. an impossible. They truly job. truly do. Whatever. Yeah. But still, what the fact of the matter is, from my perspective, that means really no matter if if it's going to come down from the federal. No matter what comes down from the fed, feds, right. they're going to push it through, saying, "Hey, we're going to pull your funding. We're going whatever." That's the threat. That's the threat, yeah, isn't right, it? Right. And uh, so, really, anything that the Board of Education in, in the in Washington D.C. you know mm. says is pretty much going to happen. Is that right, or do you see well, do you see other states or other communities pushing back? Oh yes. Do you? Right now, you do see a lot of other communities beginning to push back on a couple major issues here. Um, of course, and it takes a lot of strength to push back oh, when the man, federal yeah. government says something. One of the things that's true is the vast majority of funding comes from within the state of Wyoming. Okay. But the federal government still feels the power to dictate policy. Mm-hmm. And that is a scary thought. That yeah. is a very scary thought, number one. Uh, secondly, let me just say this about our school board. There are some really good people on oh, yeah. the school board. For sure. Um, there's uh, uh, several behind the scenes, I think, that have exhibited that they do think about these these uh, these situations from a moral perspective. And by the way, that's that's important to point out. There are some people who believe that morality has no, um, no jurisdiction yeah. in policy. Right. But uh, here's the point I would make. Morals has everything to do with every decision in politics. Oh, yeah. Because if you consider that politics could in some way be amoral, it actually is immoral. There is always morality Wow. involved in every decision you make. That's interesting. And that's the reason why Christianity has been uh, the group that has um, um, provided the conscience for this country for a long time. Right. Uh, not for a long time, from the for, very for beginning. beginning, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and I believe that, and I, I think we do that from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. I don't know 
maybe you know, well, you know this because we did a podcast. And I kind of stepped behind from behind the pulpit a little mm-hmm. bit, got on air, actually got on Facebook and, and said, hey, guys, right. you need to consider what's coming down here right. and write in. And by the way, did people write in? Did you? Oh, my word. Overwhelmingly. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yes, it was very good. So very does positive. this mean You're no one tr- hears it? <laughs> mean- no, no, I think they do. And I think, and, and I appreciated this about the school board as well. They spent an extra hour and a half walking through this. Uh, they actually stayed till almost 10 o'clock at night talking about uh, the issues that were raised and basically um, came away with a few of them saying, you know what, we will pay very, very close attention to this. The problem with that, which, and I appreciate that very much, but those people will not be on the school board permanently. Oh, that's true. You know, uh, there, These there's policies always are in place right. forever. Right. Probably. And that's why a, a policy yeah. uh, imbalance is something dangerous because there are good people that know the conversation because they went through it. But let's say 10 years from now, I would imagine that it'll be a different school board. Well, that is so true. And the the one thing, and I think this is one of the reasons I, if you will call it, step behind out from behind the pulpit to get Mm -hmm. into the, our ideas, the biblical worldview into the public arena, which is before the school board to say, Hey, my main thing was, um, there are, why do our children, why can't we protect the innocence of our children? And there are issues here that whether it's gender identification or critical race theory, or those are the two that come to mind. It's like, why, why can't we protect the innocence of our kids at least till, I don't know what, sixth grade, something. That's right. You know, why, why, if we cause one of these little ones who love me, Jesus Mm -hmm. says to stumble it would be better to have a millstone wrapped around your neck and be cast to the bottom of the sea. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't want to be a part of that. And right. so can't we put a biblical worldview out there? Well, in doing that, I don't know if you saw this or knew this, but on, on our Facebook page, on our Shine Hills Facebook page, um, you know, we did that post that right. you had written up, and right. this is what it's about, and here's how you write into your school board. And um, overwhelmingly, I mean, I say overwhelming, probably 75% of the comments, maybe more like, maybe more like 90%. Mm-hmm. We're all, thank you so much for this information. Right. Uh, there was a few that were ashamed that that our church was involved in it, ashamed that their pastor would, mm. would engage in this. And I did the very best I could to answer those as yeah. graciously as possible. It's like, listen, it is not, it is not about, I'm not against LGBTQ. I am not against exactly. race. I'm, or I'm not racist or any of those. I'm just saying, can't we preserve the the innocence of our children exactly over over any kind of some of those uh, ideological positions and so I don't know I did the, the best I could I you know I probably fell short um, it was an interesting interesting season sad that it, you know from my perspective I know yeah. you I appreciate your positive spin on it actually yeah. um, but from my perspective it's like this is we didn't. We didn't make. There wasn't much headway here. It's like if if the federal government wants to get something through, all they have to do is threaten the the money, and it's going to happen. That's the way it looks. One thing that is Not true sure is if elections right. matter. Yeah. Well, at true. some point. That's true. Um, but I'll, I'll say I I know what you're talking about. I did read someone who said that the church shouldn't be involved in politics. Yeah. And and I've heard that before, of course. Sure. So let me just kind of walk through that that discussion. I do I'd appreciate uh, first that. First of all, uh, so there are some who make that statement without realizing that there has been in American history clearly um, uh, an understanding that there is the realm of the church yep. and there is the realm of the government. Right. 
Um, and yet, and that goes way back in church history as well. When Augustine wrote um, his uh, um, the, the City of God, in that he contrasted a city of God with a city of man. And so, right. you, you look at that discussion; it's it's a well known understanding. But sadly, in America, there is uh, something that has crept in into some people's conversation regarding the role of the church and state. And that is the idea that the state should never comment on anything of moral value. And that is wrong. And so... To your point, everything yeah, has a moral everything value. Everything yeah. Not only that, in, with the advent of the sexual revolution, so from the 1970s onwards, there has been the government beginning to step clearly into the realm of morality mm -hmm. and religion more and more and more. And there's been an increased push. And that's the reason why some people will ask the question, well, it seems like the church is talking more about politics today. No, the problem is politics has invaded the realm of morality in the church more Thank and you. more. Thank you. No, seriously, I've, I said this to our, I've said this from the pulpit several times. Mm -hmm. It's like, I am not going out of my lane by speaking to whatever it may be, um, right. same-sex attraction to um, um, abortion to mm -hmm. the, the issues of our day. Right. I'm not going out of our or euthanasia, all those things. I'm not going out of my lane. It's like these are things the Bible has clearly addressed, and I just yeah. want you to see here's what the Bible says about these right. things. Yeah. And, and I have never... I've never been the fist pounding, you know, mm -hmm. type thing. One thing I want everybody, if anybody hears this, that maybe still disenfranchised with, you know, with me, with the church, whatever. Um, I, I just want you to know, I want everybody to know that the reason I think God shows us these things mm -hmm. is that he desires for us not to bear the consequences of them exactly, because he is a just God. Right. And he's like, you tell people about this so they will repent. Right. Anything, any grievance, any sin can be repented of. Exactly. All sin can, you know, we just right. repent. And he's already paid for it. Mm -hmm. But he wants out of us to say, I recognize. So how do you recognize this as sin unless someone says, you know, how do you know right. if you don't know what the Bible says about these things? So, but even as, as gently, as lovingly, I've discovered uh, that, I, that I try to present this, even as a warning, as a loving warning, no, this, this is what God calls sin. Exactly. Um, it's still, it doesn't come across that way. And I don't know, yeah. I, I wish you would figure this out and tell me how to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, I tell you what, the, the struggles that we face in articulating truth pastorally yeah. in our day no, it's, is it's not so new um, in well, world history and church true. history. That's true. Um, and, and part of the challenge today, there's a new, very virulent form of atheism that really attacks the church. Um, there's one famous atheist, I can't remember his name right now, who, who loves to jokingly say that, uh, that this God in heaven uh, really cares about everything you do and he'll whack you. And he really cares about everything, especially what you do while you're naked. Oh, wow. And it's his way of just saying, well, God is, is uh, picking on people for, uh, for what brings pleasure. Okay. And, and here's the thing that the scripture points out, that your spirit and your flesh are combined. Yeah. And so when you, when you look at that, God does care about those things because he knows that there is, God created uh, sex for a purpose and it is for good, mm -hmm. but it also, it, like any other good that has been created, can be perverted. It can be exactly twisted yep. in such a way yep. that it can great, bring great damage. Right. Our, there's a lie in our modern society that is that it doesn't matter what you do with your body. 
that your body and your spirit are separated. By the way, that is an old that's concept. Old, that's like the Romans or Greeks well, even, didn't it, they? It's Greek, and specifically we know it in history as Gnosticism. Gnosticism, right. They, yes, sir. They, they re articulate that. They basically said the soul is one thing, and that can be pure, and the flesh is another thing, and I can do anything I want to with the flesh. Yeah. It's very convenient, yeah. right? And but that's isn't that basically that is what exactly Gnostic, what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yes, and that's a dangerous idea because oh, for sure. the, the the Bible does not see the soul and body as separate. Right. In fact, this 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 yeah. tent that we live in is temporary, yeah. but it is a test. You know how the thought life, my that's action well life, all those things yeah. matter. Yeah. And it's like as a pastor, I've got to say these things. Right. If I don't say these things, then. Yeah. You know, they could stand. Be someone's going to stand before God someday from Shine Hills to Church. And like, man, our pastor never talked about that right. stuff, and I don't. I don't want to be that pastor either. Right. So you're, I as a pastor, am caught in this dilemma of, you know, not wanting to offend in any way, any group, any sin. Listen, everybody's flawed with sin. Yeah. Right. Uh, heterosexual sin, homosexual sin. I don't care. We're all flawed. Right. And but the difference is. You know, some have been able to repent of that and get them, and we will continue to. Right. 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 And then, and yet others are saying, no, this is justifiable. I'm, I'm born this way, and you have to support this. It's like, mm -hmm. that's, you just put that in a category that I can't, I don't have a chapter and verse for. Mm -hmm. I, in fact, I have a, it's just the opposite. I have chapter and verse against that thought. Right. That's a, that's a well made, well formed point. Because when you stand in the pulpit and you talk about these issues, it really is genuine Christian love no, that yeah, drives that. For sure. Uh, and in, in not a, holier than thou. Exactly. But that's, but that's the message right. that I think the world hears. They say, right. well, the church is just out of touch or out of what, whatever it is. You name it, you fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, um, there, there are two different ways in which people approach this. So a worldly approach would be one of two things. Either to say that what is harming you is not bad, um, and, and so therefore just do whatever you want, uh, that would be number one. And number two, anybody who doesn't agree with that, that they're just a hater. Yeah. Or number two, um, they would they would just say that um, anything that bring, brings pleasure is good. Right. The Christian perspective is, no, there are harmful things in the world. And in love, I want to point those out. Number two, we recognize them for what they are and, and mention that the Bible tells us that through the power of the Holy Spirit, those sins can be overcome. Right. So we're actually, we're, by illuminating something, it isn't hatred, it's love. It's saying, listen, this is a problem. Right. Let's help you with it. Yeah. That's not how it's being perceived. And that's, I don't, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, I've been told, um, you know, I know this to be fact, you know, our... Our young people have basically exited the church because of of that message. The church is not not relevant. Not I don't know. Not in touch. Not uh, we're we're back to the 1950s. Who knows what this actually yeah. said? But um, it's like, well, this this book hasn't changed, and Amen. it's like I I need to maybe reframe the the truth. I'm not going to say that I've framed it perfectly. Certainly. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do think I do have a responsibility until the Lord removes me from my post uh, to do my very best at trying to articulate truth, especially that stuff that, yeah. that comes into my lane. It's like, I got to speak to this. You have to. Somehow. And, and so that, anyway. That's a very healthy, I, th I forget, I think it was Chuck Colson decades ago who made the statement that God is bigger than our cultural moment. Oh, and that's something yeah. the Christian has to remember. Yeah. And we say that over and over again, but it's important to remember in times like this because yeah. our culture is running as fast as it possibly can away from the things that made this culture great to begin with. Yeah. And so then the, for those of us who are continuing to stand 
in a in a historical and biblical position, it does get very sad. It gets very frustrating. But just remember this: that on the other side of the darkness that seems to overshadow, somehow get between God and our culture, that God is still there. And those shadows will part at some point uh, for every one of us, uh, either when we go to heaven or sometimes God visits in a special way through a a revival and awakens the people. And that is something that I genuinely desire to see. No kidding. And and that someone, God would use someone... Uh, just emboldened and empowered by the Holy Spirit to to Amen. be able to be able to weave through all these cultural things that, that's mm-hmm. going on in our world and and be able to bring them uh, the attention back to forgiveness in Christ and that's wholeness right. in Christ. I'm not exactly sure. the 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 whole thing has just been a a real journey for me. And, it, and one thing I think I said in my, one of my you know email res- not my email uh, responses, you know, mm-hmm. on Facebook is, uh, you know, I'll just tell you, I, I take no pleasure. <laughs> it is This is not fun right. to be the person even bringing, it's trying true. to bring the light. You know, we're supposed to turn right. on the light and spring. That is not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not popular. And, gosh, who wants to be, you know, no one likes. I can see why people don't like to speak the truth, even in love. It's like no right. one likes it right. we, when, it's, when they it's on, the spotlight's on them. I yeah. don't like it. It's right. hard. I it's get like, it. I, don't, I push back, too. It's like, wait yeah. a minute, you're... You're stepping on my right. my soul here, but but in the end, it's like, yeah, but I still I'm going to answer to God someday, and I'm I'm glad someone had the courage to tell me. That's Amen. how I process it, but that's yeah. not how the world processes. That's right. Well, we've got to land this plane. Yeah. Um, and thank you though. Thank you for for keeping us informed. Amen. Thank you for positive your positive twist on it. I just appreciate Praise that. Praise the Lord. I yeah. appreciate that. Amen. You got a good view of things. I appreciate the perspective. I know our church does too. So. Amen. Anyway, as you go through your day, be strong and very courageous. God bless you all.